What's up, everybody? Thank you so, so much for tuning in. This is the second episode of the New Self Podcast, and really, it's the first official episode, and I'm super excited about it, and I just want to thank everybody for subscribing and for for your feedback and for just being a part of the New Self family, and I, I really can't wait to see what all God's going to do through this. I, I think there's a lot to come, and I'm, I'm super excited about it. So talking about living in the new self and what that looks like, a crucial quality that I think a lot of Christians miss out on and and it's really a shame to see is confidence. Like you are God's child. We all we all say that, you know, when we send people Christmas cards with that written on it and I think it's so overly said but so incredibly misunderstood and and underutilized because if I'm a child of God, literally if he is for me, who can be against me, right? Because God created the entire world. He created everyone in it. He created the oceans, all the harebrains running around on this earth and the animal. He, like God created everything. So if that guy who created everything is in control, then then what could possibly freak you out or be against you? You know what, you know what I mean? Because you have the guy on your side who created it. I mean, think about like, if we're going to go play basketball and and I got LeBron James on my team and the other side is filled of elementary school kids do you do you really think that I'm going to be concerned about who's going to win this game uh no because I have LeBron James on my on my side you know what I'm saying just to just to give us a clear definition like what does confidence mean what is the actual definition for the word confidence and this is what Google says, and um, I have two different definitions here. And the first one says, the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. And then in uh, parentheses, it says, firm trust. Okay. And then um, the second definition said, the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. I mean, so not a truth, not like here's one of the multiple truths. Here, like... You're certain about the truth, the one truth. So now that you know what confidence means, don't you want to possess that? Don't you want to feel certain? Don't you want to have something that you're anchored on and that you can trust no matter what? Because when you know you're anchored, you're not worried. That's like if if I go into an ocean right now in a boat and I decide I want to stop and I want to fish, okay? I'm going to anchor my boat so I'm not moving all around. And so I can't just anchor it to a piece of plywood floating on the water because, well, that plywood's just going to keep floating. And if I'm attached to it, then I'm going to keep floating. So I can't trust that that piece of wood is going to keep me there. However, if I anchor to the bottom of the ocean, which I already know is, is solid and it's not going anywhere, then I don't worry about my boat moving around because I know that that anchor has me there. So... That's the same thing with God. Like if you have your trust in God who is unchanging, unmoving, incapable of not keeping his promises, incapable of getting tired of giving you grace and blessing you, like he has those unexhaustible qualities, 
then why aren't you confident? Why aren't you trusting? Because you're not going anywhere unless you detach from that source and, and you go attach yourself to plywood floating on the water. So now that we know what confidence is and we know that we want to possess it, let's let, let's see what scripture says about it. Like, yeah, we want to be confident, but does God say we will be? Do Is that a quality that he says we can possess? Like, like what does it say? So our anchor scripture is actually going to be Romans 8.37. And it says... We are more than conquerors through him who loves us. More than conquerors. So I think when we think of the word conqueror, we're thinking like Gerard Butler. Like we're thinking like Gerard Butler from the movie 300. And that dude didn't have a six pack. That dude had like a 24 pack. You know what I'm saying? Like he was all ready to go. Like he was and just like crazy. So I think we think of that when we think of conqueror, you know, like somebody geared up for battle. But let's actually look at the definition of the word conquer. So back to Google, giving us two definitions. The first one says to successfully overcome a problem or weakness. The second definition says to climb a mountain successfully. And and also some of the synonyms for the word conquer are overcome, deal with, cope with, rise above, beat, triumph over, climb. So uh, the definitions, the synonyms, everything that you can pull from the word conquer, it, it, it's, you know, basically in layman's terms, you're getting through something. You're enduring something. You're not letting it take you over. You're, you're getting through it. So now that we know what that word means, go back to Romans 8.37. Let's read it again. It says, we are more than conquerors. More. So if the word conquer means to get through, to endure, to, to deal with, cope with, whatever, and scripture, which we know is God's word, because all scripture is God breathed, then we we're being told, hey, you're you're meant for more than to just endure this life or to just cope with it or deal with it or get through it. Like that means God wants us to be victorious and he has crazy plans for us. I mean, God didn't create you with with a plan like like poof. I just made Tiffany, and she is going to endure so much. She's going to just get through it, and she's going to be a survivor. No, like, that's not what God meant for me at all. He created me and said, hey, she's going to be victorious, and she is going to kill it. Like, this life, her life's going to be so lit, it's going to be cray-cray. And, and I believe that because Scripture tells we are more than conquerors. So when Scripture tells you that, believe it. Don't just get through a problem. Don't just endure hardships in your life don't just don't don't get to a place in your life where you accept that this is all there is and you know you're always going to be broke you're always going to be sick you're always going to going to this because i mean your words have power and when you speak that over yourself like that tells god where your faith level's at because if i mean don't don't get in your own way with that stuff scripture literally says right here you are more than a conqueror so you need to believe that. You need to raise your faith level up a little bit and actually believe that because you were meant to more than conquer this life. So so don't settle when God told you already you are meant for more than that. That sounds all well and fine. I'm more than a conqueror. Cool, Tiffany. But, you know, life can get really hard. And so how do I know that this crazy trial or this, this crazy situation or this person that I'm dealing with, how do I know that I can get, up, get through it and, and more than conquer it? How, how, how do you know that I can do that? Well, let me answer you. So let's go back to, let's go back to Romans. And Romans 8.31 says, If God be for you, who can be against you? 
And you guys, I hear that all the time. That is another one of the most recited scriptures in the entire Bible, and people love to say it. But have you ever really thought about that? Because if God is for you, like he is on your side, like we said earlier, nothing in this world can be against you. Nothing can can touch you. Nothing, nothing can take you down. So nothing can be against you. Nothing. Not a person, not a sickness, not a situation, not a crazy family member, not a financial struggle, not like nothing that comes your way can take you down unless you let it. Only you can let yourself be taken down if you don't believe that. So, I mean, some of y'all need to really, really, really think about this scripture and, I mean, write it on your mirror in your bathroom, put it on a sticky note on your computer, put it in your car. I don't care, but I want you to look at this every day and tell yourself, like, yeah, God is for me, so ain't none of these knuckleheads out here against me. It's just a bunch of scrubs out here. If you're in high school, you're in college, or you're in the workplace, whatever situation you find yourself in where you know, like, like, you know those people don't want you there. Or they make fun of you, or they don't believe in you, or they've written you off, they belittle you, whatever. They are, they are human beings created by the same guy that created you. And he's for you. He is for you. So they can't, they can't hurt you. So, so some of you guys just let so much get to you and so much hold you back from God's purpose for your life because you don't believe and you don't really know that God is for you and he's on your side. I don't care what the situation looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care what your emotions are because side note, emotions are constantly changing. They're shifting and they're not solid. Like you can't anchor anything to your emotions because they're like a roller coaster man like one day I'm this way one day I'm that way you can't trust that so so trust the source trust that dang this battle's already won I don't care that I'm scared right now God tells me I'm more than a conqueror he tells me that if he's for me who can be against me so no nah, I'm not gonna let this freak me out I'm just gonna keep trusting him and I'm gonna do my thing and I'm just gonna keep trucking and when you have that mentality and that perspective and you have that level of faith Y'all, watch your life be like zing. Like your life is going to be so lit. It's crazy, 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 crazy. But like, here's the thing. The greatest thing that God ever gave you was choice because you literally have a choice every single day, every single day. Am I going to trust God's plans for me? Am I going to trust that he told me I'm more than a conqueror? Am I going to trust that he says he's for me? So nothing's against me. Am I going to live out this day today? trusting that? Or am I going to get up and get a phone call or an email or or run into a situation that convinces me that what he's already told me isn't true? God wants us to do more than just survive or endure this life. He wants us to live and he wants us to have victory in this life. He wants us to triumph and he wants us to shine Jesus' light and do some, some major work. He wants you to kill it in this life. So don't just make up your mind that something is too hard or it's too difficult or too painful. So you're just gonna you're gonna settle yourself where you are because that's not why Jesus died on the cross for you. He died on the cross for you to be victorious, for you to triumph in this life, for you to shine his light, get people close to him so that he can do the same thing through them that he did through you. And then and then we got a revolution up in here. Everybody's paying it forward and everybody getting saved and the world is awesome like that's why he died on the cross he there's so much he wants to do so so make that decision make that decision so i think we've assessed that we all want confidence right and and we've looked at scripture to see what it says about it to see like do we even have the right to be confident um yeah we're more than conquerors of course we do 
And that's awesome. And I could sit here and talk to you guys about it all day long. We could read story after story to give example of, of confidence that God gives us and, and why it's so important and crucial to living a fulfilled life and, and to reaching your purpose. But I want to dive even deeper than that. I actually invited two of my friends to come on and talk to you about a re- really hard times that they went through, like life or death situations, and that they made the decision, you know, I'm a child of God, I'm going to be confident, and I'm not just going to endure this hard time, this trial, this this all awful, awful storm. I'm going to triumph over it. I'm going to be victorious, and I'm going to believe that I'm more than a conqueror, and, and I'm going to get through this with victory, and I'm going to come out of it having gained something, not just with it being irrelevant or just a bad season that I look back on. So excited for you guys to hear their story. I mean, these people are awesome. All right, so y'all just tell everybody a little bit about yourselves. Well, I'm Christy. I'm Haley. And, and we're the Cancer Twins. The cancer Twins. <laughs> That's awesome. A few years ago, I kind of started on this journey with reading scripture and getting to know God and walking a different walk than I had been my whole life. I didn't really know what that was going to look like yet. But for quite some time after that, I had started asking God, use me. I didn't know what that was going to look like at all. So I guess it was around the fall of 2016, I started having some medical issues and some things that I saw that prompted me to go see my OBGYN, which fast forward several weeks, a few scans later, I found out at age 30 that I had breast cancer. Mm. So it didn't shatter my world. Both my mother and my grandmother had walked through it. So I kind of figured it may be in the cards for me, although 30 was a little sooner than I anticipated. But when I tell you guys that I started that journey with with a peace like I had never experienced. I mean, you hear about a peace that transcends all understanding, but I can say that fear and anxiety never just completely took over me. I had this settled feeling that God's got me. Well, why, why do you think that is, though? Did you did you pray more? Did you ask him to give you peace? Like, why do you think you had that calming? Well, honestly, he had been preparing me for a couple of years. I had already cut out a lot of secular music, and I had incorporated worship music into just my everyday as as part of my day and I had been talking with him more and I had he had really sent people into my life to kind of surround me and be mentors and to so you were growing as a Christian already basically correct and honestly he was preparing me for this moment because had I have gone through that before I had gotten on that journey with him it would have probably rocked my world I have no idea I may still be in a corner somewhere (laughs) yeah I mean guys I want to take this time to just really say this like when you go and seek God like what she did like she was able to stand that trial that was breast cancer because she spent that time getting closer to him. And what so many people do is they have these horrible things happen or they go through bad times and they're just like, you know, God help me. But she spent time getting to know him and, and this was the result. So that's super important. Mine was a little bit different. When I was diagnosed, um, I was 31 and um, I was far from God. I was just kind of at a place where I felt like, Um, you know, I'd gotten married and we were having kids and like the, just like the craziness of everyday life, like that season of life, you know, we weren't going to church. Um, even though that's something me and my husband had discussed that, you know, that was going to be part of our life. You just get busy. So when I got diagnosed, kind of like Christy said, it was almost like an instant, like moment of peace because it's like the worst has happened. Like you fear the worst. Like we all have different 
fears and anxieties and then it happens it's almost like mentally you don't have anywhere else to go but to god because like your your brain just kind of ends there because you walked out onto the plank you've been pushed and now it's like sink or swim so um i was diagnosed when i was 31 Mine's actually stage four, so that is the scary. I, I beat Christy in the cancer <laughs> show. Yeah, she's the winner. She's a three. I'm a four. <laughs> but um, so mine was very serious, and I googled one time life expectancy for a stage four cancer patient, and it was 26. You months. never Google anything. Don't ever Google. <laughs> don't ever Google. World, don't Google. <laughs> but um, and so I just remember, literally. I closed my my browser on my phone and I said out loud, God, I want to be changed dramatically through this. And he did. Like from that begin like from that moment on, it wasn't really my battle. Like I felt like how I handled it was going to be a reflection of, you know, of God. Like it wasn't even my battle. It was God's, you know, mouthpiece to show all these people that not you know bad things are going to happen i think the older you get the more you realize um bad stuff happens all the time but if you allow god to kind of use you through those circumstances you know even in your worst moments if there's a purpose to your pain it makes it more bearable oh yeah for sure but for you especially um i love the story about your little boy recognizing that worship song so i want you to share that real quick so just like christy said um I was, stage four means it had spread outside of the lymph nodes. So my breast cancer had spread to my bones. So when I was originally being diagnosed, like Christy said, they run all these tests. So I don't know how, because my family has been super supportive, but I ended up going to a CT scan by myself. Um, And it was just kind of like in that initial, uh, you know, you're on like the paralysis of really wanting to, you want to know the whole picture, but you kind of don't. But anyway, um, I remember a friend, she knew I'd been diagnosed. She sent me the song, It Is Well. And I just remember sitting in the parking lot listening to that song. And it says in the song, you know, the mountain that's in front of me will be thrown into the midst of the sea. And I just remember how, like knowing in that moment that I was going to be okay. Like, if, if that's what God says is true, that's what's true. So music for me when I was first diagnosed, like when, you know, when I couldn't sleep or if I needed a distraction, like we, I played that song on repeat. So my son, who was four months old when I was diagnosed, he's two now and he's very cute. <laughs> he really um, is. <laughs> he, he's such a sweet kid and he smiled really young. And I think that was also God, like, you know, I, that was like a God thing too, that he was such an easy baby because you know, you're dealing with so much. Yeah. 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 So um, his teacher texted me the other day and said that that it is well song came on at school. And he was like, that's mommy's song. And like, I don't ever remember like being intentional with him, like being, you know, singing the song or whatever, but it was just a moment where it was like, yeah, your kids are watching. People are watching, you know, people, people see you and how you're acting and, um, well, yeah, but how, how powerful is it that when your son grows up and all, and we talk about mommy with cancer, like that's all he's going to remember from that season is a worship song. Yeah. I mean, I love that. I mean, that's powerful. That's, that's going to change the way he handles situations. I hope, I mean, I, I pray that for them. I mean, I pray that, I, I mean, I know again, people, I mean, Christy have been blessed with really, you know, great support systems. 
I know everybody's not that lucky, but I mean, it's changed our whole family. Like my, my parents, you know, my relationships with my friends. That's how I met Christy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. We were, we yeah. met two months after my diagnosis. Strangely enough, the first day she was supposed to have chemo, the morning after she had cut all her hair off in preparation to have chemo that day. Wow. So we walked the journey now provided mine was a very different situation. My prognosis was very different. Mine was treatable, curable, um, according to, to medical professionals, whereas according to the medical field, hers was mm-hmm. not going to be. Yeah. So it was a very different journey. We were having to face very different realities, but certainly both of our lives, like in that moment, were changed. I mean, chemo alone can change a lot. You know, yeah. we had to wonder, are we going to scare our children to death, not recognizing their mommy? And mine's right. telling me that, no, you'll be like a boy. You won't be the same mom. So, you know, pause, let me exit the room and go wipe my eyes and we'll try <laughs> to conquer this conversation another day. But like Haley has said, you really are given a platform during a battle like this. And oh, people yeah. do watch more closely. And when you're equipped with with God's grace and he is a good father and you've got his promises and you have people rallying around you and praying for you. Like I can genuinely say nobody, never in my life have I had so many people praying for me. And I absolutely attribute to, I mean, the scripture says when two or more are gathered, God's there in their presence. When you've got that many people are agreeing for the same thing, there's power in that. Oh, yeah. We're both walking testimonies of that truth. And I think, you know, in my situation, um, so I started, I guess they call it my fight in December of 2016. So, April of this year, I had a bunch of I had a bunch of weird stuff come up, and they thought it was coming back, and so you know I had a bunch of tests run and even had a procedure, only to find out that praise God, like from whom all blessings flow, like there I currently have no evidence of cancer, so awesome. high five to Jesus. Yeah, we always joke like you know in the Bible when they talk about you know, you know people getting miracles you know like that literally happened to me because like christy said like it is it's a scientific anomaly but we serve a god and we believe in prayers but i think that it really taught me to that you pray big prayers you pray expecting like i don't think as christians a lot of times like we're like god you know we just pray for complete healing but do you really believe that it's possible oh yeah and that's the key to the two things absolutely so I mean, that's just what it's taught me. Like, don't just pray that um, your kids will grow up to be good people. Like, pray that your kids are going to be like the next Billy Graham. Pray that they're yeah. going to reach, a, you know, 100,000 souls. Like, you you have to pray these things in a way that you believe that they're going to happen. Because, like Christy said, there was a lot of times, it, honestly, in my walk through this, like, I wasn't so sure. Like, people die. You know, yeah. like, yeah. people die all the time, you know, and so of cancer, of what I have. And so there were times where I had to believe that God would answer somebody else's prayer for me because I didn't feel like mine were, were, were genuine sometimes when I, when I doubted it. Because you're so unsure. Yeah, I think it's not unsure, but I had also, for the first time in my life, like resigned myself to if I die, like, you know, and that was kind of like what I was talking about earlier. Like I played out the worst case scenario. Like I had the whole mental image of me laying my husband went out and bought me a Tempur-Pedic bed that <laughs> leans up like this like I had a vision the of perks, the perks yeah yep yeah, it was one of those <laughs> <laughs> he bought it out of guilt um but 
I mean, I've had visions of die, like where I'm going to die, but it's kind of like, okay, well, if I die, I get to go to heaven. Yeah. Like, you know, my kids will, will be taken care of and all that stuff. So once you kind of take the sting out of death and all that kind of stuff, like you can really live for God. And that's why I feel like I've been able to be so joyful through this process is because like I've already won, like even if it doesn't, you know, work out, which I mean, I would love a hundred years of my husband and my kids. But, you know, if I only get 26 months, I want them to be impactful. I want them to be important. And so, Definitely. yeah, that's kind of how we've dealt with it for sure. Well, let me ask you both this too. Like, was, was there a moment throughout this crazy, you know, season that you're in where you're like, you know what, I'm just going to be confident and I'm going to believe that God uses everything to work together for good. And he's going to use this. Like, was there a moment where you finally like, Stuck your chest out. You know, I love to say that Lucifer, old Lucy, I like to call him the devil. He's just a scrub. And so I like to trash talk him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So was there a moment where y'all got a little cocky and you're like, you know what? I'm a king's kid for real. Like I'm a child of God. Screw this. There are so many instances that I know both of us could sit here for hours and talk to you about. Just those moments where you're like, okay, yeah, in case I was doubting, God's got me. Mm-hmm. He would put people in our path. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in a waiting room, and a, there was not a magazine in sight. Not that I'm a magazine reader, but there were no books except a Bible sitting on a table. That mm-hmm. was the only thing present. And just people speaking life into the situation. So in a moment of doubt, in a moment of an out loud prayer, I prayed before surgery. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, a surgeon comes around the corner who was just joking around and was the lighthearted one of the group a few minutes before and took me by the arm after I had just prayed this prayer out loud and told me, I just want you to know God's got you. Like he spoke an absolute answer to the exact prayer I just prayed. And we, I mean, just so many not coincidences, just absolutely, you know, God putting a person or an instance in place to remind us that you are more than a conqueror. I've got you. I am a good father. Um, And I think it would, it I know it bolstered my my confidence and my trust because you really are out in the middle of the water and you've got zero control in a situation like that. Yeah. So you get a crash course on what surrender is. Mm. And when he carries you through it, though, it gives you confidence to breathe and speak life into other people's hard times and into future hard times that we're all likely going to experience in one form or fashion again. But it's watching those miracles that really boost your faith. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I really you know, gave it to Satan a lot of times because I, I kind of enjoy having cancer. It's such like a, what do you such, mean? but it's such like a it's conversation so starter. Like it is so universally freaky that like people want to hear about it. People want to talk about it. People want to know like well, how you have to, to see their reactions too, oh, yeah. because they're like, oh my, oh my God. Like, I'm sure people I freak st- out. And that's what I, I mean. Like when we talked about earlier, you know, when I found out that I was healed, it was almost like an identity crisis because I so enjoyed like people looking at me at the grocery store and being like, <laughs> something's weird. And be yeah. like, I'm bald because I've got cancer. <laughs> you know, like that I was just your mother to own it. Yes. And that's what, you know, like as far as like sticking it to Satan, it's like you intended this to harm me and I'm going to oh, talk to as many people as possible about it. Now, I mean, I think I did make a lot of people uncomfortable and sometimes <laughs> I'm positive. <laughs> Yeah, I got cancer. Yeah, and I'm sure my husband was like, "Stop doing that." But I mean, I mean, what else is there? Like, I I know myself well enough to know that if I had been stage three, stage two, you know, like anything else, I would have done my time, I would have done my treatment, and I would have moved on with my life. So yeah. God said, "I know you better than anybody else." 
So we're going to hang, you know, this extra layer. You need to do all in. Yeah. For the rest of your life. Like, there's no out. It's like, I'm married to my diagnosis. Like, this is, this is, this is my life. This is my calling card. So, yeah. I mean, I think whether that's, you know, something as serious as cancer or anything that God's given you to walk with, I mean, he's entrusted you with that specific thing. So, um, I want to touch on that a little more for the people who don't understand, because I really didn't. So explain the type of cancer you have and that, like how long you'll have it and like what you've been told, because that that's an even better story to tell people of why you're still confident and you're still like, yeah, I'm in this. I don't hate God. I'm still doing my thing because you didn't just rid of it and go yeah. on. So, I mean, I still have chemo every three weeks. I'm stage four. So breast to bone. Um, the way that they do now, thank God, I mean, that they've come so far in technology and that kind of stuff is they don't just, they don't just treat you for six months or a year and move on. I'll be in treatment for the rest of my life. So, um, I go to chemo down at UAB every three weeks and, um, and that's hard for people because I don't look sick. You right, know, yeah. I work full time. I have good. You, you look know, good. <laughs> and again, the short hair people are like, "I like your short hair," and I'm like, "I have cancer." <laughs> like, but so, um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's very serious, and I know that people, I know that's scary for people, especially friends. Um, you know, I had one of my best friends, Grace. You know. Every time we talk, she's like, so is this the last treatment you're going to have? And it's almost like, you. I mean, like, no, this isn't Did it. You not hear me the last but, but for her, you know, like she wants me, she wants me, she wants me to be over it. Like she wants like an end date. And that's, you know, and I mean, I wish I did too, but going back to it, like if that were the case, like I would not have grown from it. I mean, it's a constant reminder. So you know, like when we were decorating the tree last night, you know, I was diagnosed December 26th, the day after Christmas, the guy called me on the phone. I was in the break room at work and told me I had cancer. And so I'm coming up on my two year anniversary and I know Christy just had hers, um, which is like an anniversary you never thought you would have. But, you know, I was decorating with my family last night and it's just like, I made it, you know, like I'm here. I mean, when I first started all this, it could have gone a completely different way. There are people that are stage four and even stage three. I mean, they, they, they don't do as well. I am an incredible case of God still being in the miracle business. Yeah. So for that, I'm very thankful. But yes, people have a hard time understanding like the longevity and the seriousness of the situation. But I guess like that's almost like a pat on my back because like you said, like, I mean, I don't, it doesn't bother me. So I think that that lets people off the hook for being sad for me. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and you've went, you're, you're doing awesome too. So it's like, why sulk about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And when I, you know, when I. It is what it is. Literally. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no getting around it, but again, it's a constant reminder, you know, when, when I have to, um, go to the hospital every three weeks. I mean, there's people there that are a lot more sick than I am. So it's also, um, it's a good reminder that, you know, God has me very much in the palm of his hand, but that there's always, you know, there's always a worst case scenario, you know, oh, like yeah, you think totally. it's happened to you. And then when you go there and you see other people, you know, it can always get worse. It can always get worse. Yeah. But 
Yeah. I want to ask you guys one more question each. Um, so it's kind of like a two-part question. The first part is like this this confidence to carry on and to make the best of whatever was thrown at you. Do you think that you could have done that on your own or do you definitely think that, you know, God empowered you with that strength? And also, like, have you seen have you seen any kind of thing now where this you know that your cancer is completely in your testimony because like people saw you and they're like is is inspired people or whatever. Like you can in other words, you can tell God used this to work together for good. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I mean, coming from the girl who used to have a stomachache every night before the first day of school and who's always been anxious about change and who's always like had this feeling of dread in the pit of my stomach for new things. Yes. And to not have had any of that is I mean, that is my testimony. When I talk about peace, like that's my testimony because it was unprecedented in my life, which I know is one hundred percent God. Mm. In my own power, that was not me. So awesome. In that respect, yes. And then I also believe that in a way, I'm not saying God gave me cancer, but he certainly used it, which is an answer to my prayer of God used me. Because I can tell you in my work life and personal life, so many conversations have come up about my spiritual walk and my faith and God's role in my life that wouldn't have come up without cancer. So I absolutely believe that, again, it's just a shining example of, yeah, he does keep his promises and he can work all things for good, even those things that were intended to hurt me. So what in this, if he's for me, then what in this world can be against me? Literally, who? Who could be who? Exactly. Literally, both of y'all say say who? 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 No, nobody. No. (laughs) I love that. Okay, what about you, Um, I'm, I mean, literally the same story as Christy. Like, I remember one time my parents had to talk me down off a ledge because the moon was too bright, and I was convinced that the world was coming to an end. Wait, how old were you? Oh, like, probably 12 or 13. Like, (laughs) I knew better. I mean, where do you even get that from? But I was just always convinced. Like, I was going to die in a car accident. Like, all this other kind of stuff. And I'm the same as Christy. Like, my family was even a little freaked out, like, in the beginning because I would catch them, like, kind of giving me the side eye when – I would be, you know, when things were going so well, just because it was so different. But I had a supernatural God moment. The the second I found out that I was stage four, I literally, from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes, God washed me clean, like of anxiety. Honestly, it just left my body in that moment. And it was wow. like, it was like literally like a 180 and I drove home. I was in the car. I got to quit getting phone calls about cancer. Like, <laughs> it, it was, it was, um, I was driving home and my mom called because she had called to harass the people that had done the test to give us the answer. And I remember her saying, where are you, sweetie? And I knew in that moment, you know, like just her voice, I knew that it was bad. And so I just, but when she said it, like it literally, it all washed from me. And I always go back to that moment of, like people always want that that physical tangible like experience with God and you know that's one of the only times that I've ever had that but I mean I very much think that you know cancer is one of the best things that's ever happened to me because I have seen that it's touched other people's lives and again it will be a legacy for my children and for my family and you know as far as the kingdom goes like me and Christy met because of cancer mm-hmm. we're leading a small a freedom small group together that's, that's how, how you met me. You. <laughs> uh, I mean, so, I mean, God 
our brains are so small we don't understand but like the puzzle pieces that he can put together I mean it's always it's always you know building and growing and trying to further the kingdom so I, I mean I'm just I'm proud to be a part of that and Stories not over yet. Stories oh, not over yet. So yeah. true. Well, thank you guys so much for, for, for being the here. Cancer like, twins. Yeah, oh, I know. Hashtag cancer twins if you, like if you share this. <laughs> <laughs> you need like magic race. I love it. <laughs> So thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope that you took something away from it. And I hope and pray that everybody under the sound of my voice will realize that that you are more than a conqueror. You are meant for so much more than to just endure this life. You have a purpose and you have so much power inside of you that you get just from being saved. Like you can't earn it. You can't, you can't pay for it. You can't pay Jesus back for giving it to you. Like it's just a gift. It is just given to you. And, and that's unfathomable on its own. But, but we do have it regardless. So let's use it. Don't, don't neglect such a, a powerful and crucial gift that you've been giving. Don't, don't let this life lie to you. And don't let old Lucifer, who I call Lucy, who's nothing but a scrub out here. Don't let him lie to you and tell you that, you know, you were just meant to be broke forever. You were meant to be sick forever. You were meant to just never really do much in this life. Don't let him lie to you. Don't believe the lie. Go to scripture and, and say, what does God say about this? Who does he say I am? And what does he say I can do? And let me just put the whole Bible into a, a quick few statements for you. God says you are made to kill it. You are made to conquer. You are made to reach people and be victorious in this life. So anything that you hear, any situation that you're in, anybody that you meet, anything on this on this earth that that is in conflict with that, that is in conflict with you triumphing and being victorious and being more than a conqueror, it is a lie. So make the choice every day to believe that. Make the choice every day to go, you know what? I'm a child of God. I'm a king's kid. So I encourage you guys to just start waking up, going and looking at yourself in the mirror and telling yourself before you even start your day, I'm a king's kid. And if God be for me, who could be against me? I'm more than a conqueror. And y'all need to say it with some sass. I need y'all to get real Beyonce with that. Because some of y'all need to start trash-talking the devil like you trash-talk your opposing team when your favorite college football team is playing on Saturdays. Right? Right? Let's start trash-talking. I know we can. Believe that you are a king's kid. Because you are. Believe you're more than a conqueror. Because you are. And if God be for me, who could be against me?